Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> hi, hi, hi. Oh gosh, oh gosh. <laughs> I'm just in How? such a giddy awesome mood. Oh my gosh. Well, the sun is shining, sun's out, fun's out. Uh, yeah. What does it say? Sun's out, fun's out, get your guns out. <gasps> oh my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> Depending on what your guns are. <laughs> That's awesome. Indeed. We'll, we'll leave that one to interpretation. Oh, I think. yeah. Well, I, Sarah, you're always bringing the naughty now. I love it. It's like I've passed the torch I, on. I don't I, even I have to bring the naughty. I said a word. Like, not honestly, even. that's your interpretation, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that sly little grin on your face. I love it. Oh, my gosh. We are in the exuberance of summer. Toronto is like full on. It's that steamy, hum- mm. humid, thick warm doesn't even get cold at night didn't don't even need a jacket actually a little bit of rain so the wildflowers are out it is summer is just having a party over here it's like toronto is summer synonymous (laughs) i don't think anybody has a better summer it just makes such a difference doesn't it we are now um we now eat outside more often than when we eat inside oh we are al fresco dining on a regular basis oh oh my gosh that's so good (gasps) And the air. Okay, so tell me about what when you're dining outside. What's the scene? Oh well, I've um, so I've recently been sprucing the garden. Can't remember if I shared that last week. Oh, oh. Um, because I am kind of in that stage where I can no longer remember my name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we've um, we've spruced up the garden. We've got lots of um, beautiful plants, which are now becoming my little plant babies, oh. and I have to go out and tend to them on a daily basis. Oh. And um, yeah, it's just really nice because, as you say, it's quite warm still at night, and as long as you get out there by sort of before sort of seven thirty ish, then you don't kind of lose the sun, oh. um, and it's just lovely. I think it just makes. It makes you feel like you make more of your time and your evening when you can just kind of sit outside and have a chat, enjoy dinner, hear the birds singing. Oh, it's beautiful. It's like I'm in a little Disney movie. (laughs) Oh, and what colours are in your garden? Oh, they're beautiful. Loads of colours. Lots of nice pinks, blues, yellows, whites, everything. Blues. There's nothing. rainbow going on. Oh, like... Would you say like there's nothing like an English garden and in Jersey, is it the same climate, a similar climate in terms of that English garden? Yeah, it's normally kind of maybe a few degrees warmer. Depends where you are in the UK. If you're kind of further up north, then it's a lot more degrees warmer. (laughs) But all the varieties of the the flowers and the bushes. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Oh gosh, beautiful. And the long, long days. I know, it's beautiful. So what is happening in your world, my love? It's kind of crazy. Um, so I'm totally uh, moving. So uh, I my <laughs> I feel like I need like 15 cell phones because I, I have my whole life up on Facebook Marketplace. If anybody needs a king size bed, just let me know. Message <laughs> me. Um, no, but I'm selling everything. So uh, I have like regular people or regularly um, appointments for people coming over and buying stuff. And mm. I've got like a spreadsheet going on. And it's just, it's, oh, wow. it's hilarious. I, I think I'm really good at selling stuff. So I, maybe I should just sort of have a side <laughs> gig. It's really great. And with every item that I sell, I hand it over to somebody and I'm like, I hope you enjoy this article that has brought mm. me joy. It's almost like yeah. a transfer of energy that happens with every meeting. Yeah, yeah. I'm not making much money. Like it's, you know, I'm, I'm not like up 
pricing anything, but it's just this wonderful exchange. As I am starting to shed my life here in Toronto for a new change that I am going, like I'm just sort of exchanging energy with all the people of Toronto. It's just wonderful. It's awesome. So I'm like, uh, nice. yeah, so it's wonderful. And are we sharing where you're moving to? Or no. this... <laughs> <laughs> are we going to keep the listeners in suspense? <laughs> I know, I know. Oh my gosh. I know it would be so awesome. But you know, yeah, no, I'm moving to Greece. Exciting. I know. I've been there a few times. It's kind of suspicious. But yeah, no, I, yeah I'm moving to Greece. I'm quite excited. Yeah. I feel like I have to ask these questions on behalf of the listeners. <laughs> I love it. I love it because I, I love to be the, I, I love to be asked. Yeah. Um, I, um, it's a really exciting new adventure that is coming up. It so is. yeah. So we'll, you and um, I will be in the same time zone. Or, or I close. know, how cool will that be? Yeah, I know. Definitely have to start recording with wine then. Listen, because we can do the evening, absolutely. Yeah. Because you and I will both be, it'll be wine o'clock. Yeah, it will be. I think the listeners will start uh, writing in and be like, guys, can you please move the time a little ahead in the day? Because this is nonsensical. <laughs> the rosé is... Possibly. Oh my gosh, totally, totally. So good times, good times. But yeah, summer, new possibilities. It's just this... The air is pregnant with beauty and flowers and birds and uh, possibilities oh. for both well, of us. Very exciting very and cool. also very brave of you, I might oh, say. Oh, yes. A lot of people wouldn't take that step. You know, it is a little scary. And I did have a bit of a cry moment because I'm selling my car, my trusted car that was mm. the path to coming to Toronto. And now she's going to go to another owner. And I had a big old cry because I get very attached to my mm. vehicles and... Uh, and I'm saying thank you for being part of my life for the last three years. And now it's time to take on a new adventure. Uh, and I do seem to recall you actually recording a podcast in that car. <laughs> <laughs> certainly did. As, along with many other random locations that oh, Anna records podcasts in. Oh, my gracious. Oh, my gracious. Absolutely. Um, no, yes, you've got it. Uh, that car, trusted. And it's even the sound insulation is good enough for podcasting. Yes. There you go. So, so here's to new beginnings because <laughs> I'm... Did you put that on the advert? Oh, I... <laughs> oh my gosh, there. You... You've missed a trick there. Here's a car you can record a podcast in. <laughs> you know, oh my gosh, I tell you. So, okay, so my dirty mind goes to the sound insulation, right? So... <laughs> Oh, I missed that one. No, Damn. but that's a that's a that's a great <laughs> opportunity right then and there. Soundproofing, you know. So you know, because we're all about the play of lovemaking and of sex, healthy sexuality. And I'm like, and if uh, you know the features of my car help this new couple buying my car, I'm like, have at her. <laughs> as long as it's legal, obviously, to have sex in it and public place inside of your car. Yeah, you know, just like Could not be well, in a garage, I guess. That'd be a bit weird. <laughs> sure, or just not operating the vehicle, just making sure that the ignition is off. And I th then I think anything goes. Absolutely. Just don't have sex and drive, everybody. Like, don't misinterpret. Like, don't text and drive. Don't sex and drive. <laughs> just pull over by the side of the road. Public, Public service safety announcement. announcement. It is, really. <laughs> but then everything else literally goes. All right. Oh, gracious. Okay, relationship desk. I think we should move on because who knows where this podcast oh, might go otherwise. You've got it. Please save me, Sarah. Like save me from the X rating or the NC-17 rating. What is going on at the Relationship Desk of Love? Okay. So really, really weird story for you. Ah, okay. Tell me. <laughs> and, I've, and I've had to read this story kind of two or three times just to really believe that it was true. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. So in a small town 
in Mexico, the mayor has got married to a crocodile. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Why? Let me just digest that for a second before. <laughs> okay. Wow. Wow. He's got married to a crocodile and was actually videoed kissing the crocodile's nose, which had to be kind of fastened what? together to avoid any kind of potential inju- injury. What? Okay. This is crazy. This is it crazy. Is crazy. Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you the reason why. So apparently a crocodile is seen as a princess and a queen that brings um, prosperity by bringing water and it um, cultivates a really good harvest. So this oh. whole marrying a crocodile situation is a harvest ritual. Oh. oh I so mean, who would have known it? This happens regularly? What? <laughs> I would imagine so, yes. Oh, wow. Now, I don't know how long they stay married to the crocodile because it didn't go into that. I don't know. Do you have to have a new crocodile every kind of year? Every or is season. it like uh, every kind of 10 years? Oh, I don't know. Oh, my gracious. So the crocodile was seven years old, if that helps. Oh, my God. Oh, I wonder if, like, in dog years, is that the same? It's like, is that a correction factor seven. of seven? Is it four? I mean, that's wild. I'm, I'm a little stuck on a few... Uh, that's, that has had me floored. I'm like, oh, um, it has me floored. I I don't, uh, um, (laughs) as we're trying, you know, it's because one of the things I'm exploring myself is, is thinking Mm. about like left your own devices, like human beings will do the weirdest things, the strangest things, get married to, or have relationships with all sorts of, we've covered the people, the women who marry themselves, um, the people who marry dolls, uh, you know, again, not, not sort of throwing shade or anything, but like left your own devices, human beings are pretty wacky creatures. We really are. (laughs) Indeed. Anything goes quite clearly. Yeah. You're in a small town in Mexico. Oh, correct. Each his own. But uh, as long as I'm not made to marry a a crocodile or an alligator, then I'll be very happy. (laughs) I like to... You and me both, I tell you. (laughs) I'm Um, definitely way more conventional in my life. (laughs) I was going to say, you said I I have a very fascinating life. I'm like, no, I'm pretty boring. Like I generally say no to interspecies uh, action. Well, compared to marrying a crocodile, I would say you're boring, but otherwise, no. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. With the exception of that. Within the uh, intraspecies realm, I'm pretty exciting. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, absolutely. So, now we've got that out of the way. You've got it, you've got it. Would um, Would you like a hot topic? I would. Thank you so much. Okay. The reality of a family holiday. Mm, 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 mm. So that's a question. Do you think the crocodile goes on holiday with them? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in addition to the um, their proclivity for uh, eating humans, I, I suppose they're also very long. So I would imagine that finding a vehicle to transport would also be a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Unless they're a baby yeah. crocodile. <laughs> well, but, it was quite, he was carrying the crocodile. Oh, jeez. So I think it was quite a small crocodile and he was carrying it. And the thing, <laughs> I can't get this image out of my head. The crocodile actually had like a, a version of a wedding dress on. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so cute. Actually, that's quite cute. Anyway. That's so, quite cute. Yeah. Back. Well, this question the here, topic. I mean, if anybody is taking summer vacation with the mother-in-law present, mm. they may very well be the, the crocodile analogy. That might be sort of blurring <laughs> in their minds is like mother-in-law crocodile. Not maybe, maybe. Re- you know, uh, 
not to sort of hash the old, I've, I've always had wonderful, I've always had wonderful luck with mother-in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to, I don't want to bash that, but, um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious the giddiness so what do you think okay so so traveling yes. family road trips yes. travel what yes what does that bring up for you oh a lot of painful memories I'm gonna say aha <laughs> uh-huh. okay okay I think the problem with family holidays is you're kind of um you know you're bound together in some confined spaces without the usual kind of separation of life that you normally have where mm-hmm. you can kind of have those moments of appreciation for each other mm-hmm. I think there's also like an expectation that happens you know we've got this kind of vision or this version about what a family holiday will be mm. romanticization yeah yeah and the, the reality often kind of doesn't live up to that now I'm not saying all the time I'm not saying Every single family holiday I've ever had has been terrible because mm-hmm. it hasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think especially, you know, where the where you've got kind of kids, like you say as well, you know, a lot of people now have holidays with extended family as well. And mm-hmm. so you've got a whole um, set of dynamics there to take into consideration and to think about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to say often we, the expectations that we have about family holiday don't match up to reality and this is where we get the kind of disappointment oh gosh you've got that's what I'm gonna say I love it um and it also comes down to communication because you're right the uh plans are made certain people's trigger points are ignored Uh, some Mm. people need space some people need time some people need a steady diet some people need to exercise and again on a road trip often not you can't do that um there are so many different considerations that if obeyed could really make everybody show up at their best but if we Mm. ignore it it really does make everybody show up as their worst and that's you know horrible um i think um there's so many gosh you know what it is this is like actually this is really triggering i think everybody sort of thinks of family trips and um what i notice when i'm coaching couples when they're about to embark on a vacation we actually identify some of the potential landmines that, and you can see people skating yeah. right over. And because, and if I know a couple, I'm like, well, I'm surprised that you're taking that on because I can hear that there's big, big red flags triggers for you that if you kind of just wander mm-hmm. on and take that on, it's going to be just argument city. Um, for example, there's couples that if they have very small children and there's a bunch of them and, you know, there's a lot of ambition planned in. And if you're meeting other families and staying with them, Mm. there can be this really easily triggered sense of my spouse isn't helping out. I'm alone and I'm abandoned. So there that, there's, that can happen. Um, especially, oh, it's okay if we travel with our cousin, our brother, our mother, huge, huge fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, and, and the other thing that I, I coach a lot of folks where one or both need a lot of exercise and if that's not, or, or, or they can't be eating food on the road cause they have a mm. diet that makes them feel happy and it's just it, misery can ensue. So yes, yeah. long story short, <laughs> coming back to your point, <laughs> if expectations aren't explicitly and to the letter spelled out, mm. you will embark on this at your peril. Yeah. It's also the second, and in fact, I might have read somewhere that it's actually a higher spike point in divorce um, after after kind of the summer period. So the period that we're kind of going into now, sort of July, August time, mm-hmm. it's where you get kind of a, you know, another spike in kind of divorces being instigated because people have spent 
such a concentrated amount of time together, the same way they do it kind of, you know, over the Christmas holidays in that period. I can see that. So there's clearly something in it, which means that as humans, we have to kind of acknowledge that, recognize it. And if we're kind of starting to plan for our family holidays, start to think about some of the steps that we can take to Mm -hmm. avoid coming back and feeling so kind of despondent because Mm -hmm. holidays are supposed to be a beautiful time when you can create some memories and enjoy that connection time with one another, really appreciate the you know the time that you've got um have some fun together mm-hmm. and so that's how we how we i would imagine we all would like holidays to be and it can be a really great bonding experience um so i guess it's then how do we move from that expectation reality gap to actually being able to fulfill some of those more kind of lighter nicer sides of a family holiday mm, yeah totally i think and actually i mean that got to the question i was going to ask you which you answered, which is, it's really important to, it, just like you would, you know, you meet with your board of directors and you're like, what's the vision and mission for this? You know, you wouldn't embark on any major corporate endeavor without getting clear on the mission and the mm. vision and the goals and the milestones and so forth. Yes. And so what you're saying is, is, is perfect. So oftentimes if, if, a, if a family were to get together, they would articulate, we want to have, make some memories together. We want to share some time together. Yeah. I think what's really important then is to divide it out and say, okay, well, what would be a successful trip for each of you? And everybody gets to sort of Mm -hmm. have their peace to say, well, if I could have some relaxation time, because I've been really busy at work, I'd love to be able to sleep in. I would love to be able to make sure that I have some vegetables every day. Uh, I would like to be able to see this museum. I would like to be able to get up early and meet my family or talk to my brother or whatnot. Um, and it can shock you sometimes, like if you go around the table and it, can, it mm. you will be shocked to be like, wait, why did you think if we're going to Disneyland that you'll be able to like, um, <laughs> that you'll be able to sleep for 12 hours a day. <laughs> right. But you know, and, but better to, you know, get that out around the dinner yeah. table when you're still at home before the trip, than yeah. landing up in like, you know, Tokyo and being like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that that's, and then again, then we take it personally and then we get really mad at each other. And I can't believe you thought that we were going to do this as if the person is trying to spite you. No, it's just that we all had different expectations and we never articulated it. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you think about like expectations and setting expectations? I I think you're bang on in terms of kind of that approach, because I remember, I mean, we've had some testing times kind of in holidays and, and I think just a lot of it is that you want kind of different things from it and then you do get upset I think it's quite easy to take things personally and to think you know you build a lot up into them there's a lot of kind of um you feel like there's a lot riding on it before you go and not only that you know you spend a lot of money and especially in the climate that we're in now holiday prices have increased and it feels like it's a kind of big investment and a big commitment and then if you feel like you haven't got your kind of worth or value or level of happiness from it that can you can get quite annoyed by that and Mm -hmm. that's kind of an understandable reaction right but I think you're bang on in terms of um actually before you go kind of setting your stall out a little bit and saying this is kind of what I want to do one of the best family holidays we ever had was when we allocated um we're only away for a week and we said right okay um each person picks an activity or something that they want to do so you allocated kind of those days and everyone kind of decided we did some research before we went and everyone decided kind of like what they wanted to do and weren't 
weren't so fussed about kind of when we did it just like decide when we get there about what's the most appropriate and then in between those days we then had kind of just some chill time as well so it was such a perfect mix of everybody getting to do something that they wanted to do so you know I feel like my needs are met and I've enjoyed it and you kind of had a loose idea before you went about what you were doing therefore there wasn't any nasty surprises or um you know unmet expectations or or desires and you were able to enjoy the things that the other person had chosen because you kind of you you could do your research beforehand as well so you kind of knew what what you were signing up to Mm -hmm. and so again no kind of nasty shocks or surprises and it was just a really really more relaxed and enjoyable way of enjoy of spending time together oh gosh that is you raise a really great point because whenever I have retrospectively looked at couples and their account of a vacation when they have built in uh decompression days or like chill days in between it has been the recipe of success like an outrageous success and not overbooking you've got it yeah yeah, especially if you go to Disney. I mean, gosh. <laughs> I mean, anybody that's done a Disney holiday with kids, you yeah. uh, absolutely need to build in chill time. Chill time or for the folks who are able to financially support it, where they actually spend more money for more of the, to have like an organizer or to have like an agent who facilitates mm. a lot of stuff. A lot of, I mean, again, not everybody has the ability to be able to financially, but Mm. if, if you have a choice between cutting corners financially and trying to do something on the cheap and spending a bit more money, I have had tremendous like marriage saving success where there's Mm. like this ease of like outsourcing some of the things to like an agent or to some sort of service, huge, huge wins there. Yeah. So if you want to keep a packed schedule, then you may want to have higher expenditure on like your hotel or other things that are transfers like you know yeah. taxis and stuff to yeah, allow yeah. you or shuttles to allow you to sort of that ease of transition yeah. because you're always going to underestimate how much time it is to change activities and go from place to place mm. and schlepping the kids like what that will take yeah 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 I think the other point that you kind of, you know, you touched upon a little bit earlier as well is around kind of, particularly if you've got um, children and young children as well, is like, how do, how are we going to share the load? Like, who's going to kind of, how do we make sure that we both have equal time to rest and relax, you know, because it's often that thing where, you know, I, I remember just, I must have covered so many miles over the years just kind of walking kids around kind of resorts and buggies to try and get them to sleep oh gosh you know so it's things like that you know it's really kind of thinking you know how can we take turns and this in some of those kind of moments that um you know they just need things that you need to do as a as a family and as parents you've still got to Mm -hmm. kind of have that caregiving aspect um or maybe you've got kind of all the relatives as well that you're traveling with and so how do you get that equal balance of um you know the ability to enjoy your holiday as well and not just um kind of feel like you're still on duty 24 7 um you know a primary example is if you're staying in self-care in accommodation or a um airbnb and you're still doing some of those kind of um you know more kind of chore type aspects of things that you have to do at home well how do we get some balance in that how do we kind of or you know do we say right okay we maybe eat out so many times and then the rest of the time we'll have some time in but then we all kind of take it in turns to so it doesn't feel like it's falling on one person's shoulders oh you've got it same goes for the planning as you're saying you know if you can't outsource it 
you know, don't expect that your partner is always going to be the one with a clipboard and sorting everything out just because they normally do, you know, ask the question. Oh. Some people really love it. And so it may be, you know, do you, are you happy with kind of, you know, scheduling anything and planning everything or do you want some help with it? Like, what can I take on? Oh, yeah. Oh, magical words. Magical words indeed. Yeah. Man, there's so many nuances and we could speak for millions of years about all the expectations, <laughs> yeah. the unsaid. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think if if there's just a little bit of communication and not assuming, mm. bringing it out into spoken word to say, hey, I was thinking yeah. this or actually my assumption would be this. How off am I? Is there a possibility that this need of mine can get even partially met yeah. uh, while we're still on uh, yeah. we're on this on this uh odyssey i think the communication needs to kind of continue as well when you're away because there's always that those kind of testing moments often when things are delayed or plans don't oh, go plan or you know luggage gets suddenly kind of diverted to a whole different country and all of those yeah. disastrous things that can happen to kind of throw a spanner in the works you know it's important in some of those moments that i think you stay on the same team you ask for time out if you need it you explain that you are feeling really uncomfortable or unhappy or sad or angry or frustrated or whatever it is that your emotion that is going on and you say this is kind of what I need right now and you're given that kind of time and space but you communicate what's happening there's nothing worse than kind of god I've been in some situation where you've yeah. been traveling not just with family you know with in other scenarios as well and somebody just kind of really kind of brings like a whole different vibe or energy that then kind of disrupts the whole group and mm -hmm. it can just be really really difficult to manage some mm -hmm. of that so we've got to stay open to having some of those conversations that we often don't like doing but in my experience it is so much better to actually say do you know what? I'm feeling a bit crap about this. Mm. Like, I know it's not your fault. I know it's not my fault, but this is how I'm feeling. Mm. I'm just going to go to the toilet and back, you know, and just that little tiny moment of separation sometimes, or I'm just going to have kind of a wander around the airport, the resort, the kind of wherever you are and take some time out. Oh, you've got it. But you're right, we could talk about this forever. I feel like I'm just reliving oh. a lot of past holidays. <laughs> oh. That didn't go quite according to plan. No, I love it. No, no, no. And I'm, uh, yes, I'm having triggered moments myself. <laughs> triggered moments myself. Yeah. I would like to say that it is possible to have a happy family holiday as well. I would like to throw that in there. Oh, it is. And I've seen it. I've seen it when there's advanced communication and yeah. diligence and care taken and maybe and compromise yeah. to make sure that everybody is getting a little bit of what they need. Yeah, absolutely. It can, it can really, but like the thing that causes disaster is the assumption that we don't have to talk about anything. Yeah. Yeah. We just have to book tickets. I think the other problem is you work so hard, don't you, before you go on holiday, there's often so much to kind of do and to focus on, whether that's finishing things up at work, whether it's packing and the kind of laundry and getting things ready or organizing things. You're often in a kind of heightened state of productivity before you go mm -hmm. that you don't create that space to have those conversations and you kind of just think everything will be fine once we get on the plane or train or in the car. Oh God. And so because of that, we're not really actively thinking about what's going to come and therefore we're not putting ourselves in a place where we can have a really nice, happy, successful family trip together. Yeah, you've got it. Because there's yeah. no gap or separation there. Oh, you've got it. 
Maybe we should take this up again, part two or part three. <laughs> Maybe this is like an annual, um, an annual summer review. You know, for me, and I would love to maybe one day take this up, is the expectation of intimacy on vacation Ooh. to be continued, dot, 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 because, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. Give me over to a question now. Uh, another, uh, don't get that one. Oh, yeah. All right. So let's jump to today's question. If you're married and your wife says we are done and wants a divorce, is it okay to find someone else that makes you happy or should you wait? Okay, let's, sorry, I'm a little confused. Um, are they saying that like, does that count as a declaration of separation and they're able to go out and start shagging immediately? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> I love the way you went to do sex. What is the question? <laughs> Maybe they haven't had sex for a while and it's like, right, I can finally get my end away. Well, to be honest, I mean, that is a, that is a situation that happens. Yeah. I think, so that's one potential angle. Um, <laughs> I think the question is like, do I take that as kind of, this is definitely what's happening, right? It sounds to me like the person's a bit confused. It's like, where do I stand? Like, I've been told this information, but I'm struggling to interpret what it means. Because mm-hmm. you know how we just often don't say kind of really what we do mean. We say often the opposite of what we mean. Mm-hmm. So I think that maybe this person is kind of like, is that really the end? And therefore I can get on with my life and go and find somebody that does make me happy in whichever scenario you want to think about that. Or do I kind of wait, is there a chance for repair? Is there a chance to kind of um, reconcile things? That's kind of how I'm taking it. Okay. And I feel like it's not how you are. (laughs) No, it's wonderful. And okay, so the tone... And that's absolutely correct. Like I would need to ask more questions because the tone is a little hard to read. Mm. Uh, the tone is, do I have permission to stop trying now? Yeah. Or I am feeling so helpless. Mm. I wish I could save my marriage. But now is this declaration means that I it is a futile exercise to try anymore. Yeah. And I think my first question would be like, well, are you done or not? Yeah. Because then I know how to coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think often when we're faced with something like this, though, even if it's something that we thought was on the cards, then the reality of somebody saying the words can still put you into a state of shock. Mm. So I'm wondering, you know, are they in a state of shock? Is it kind of, are are they genuinely kind of like just overwhelmed and Mm. unsure about what it all means or what to do next? Uh, okay. Yep. 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 But I think you're right. You know, good place to start is well, actually kind of, what do you want? Mm -hmm. I think we get so caught up in what the other person's thinking, saying, might do the if buts and the maybes that actually we never kind of take that pause to say, what do I want? What, what does my future look like with we, I think we often feel like we're a passenger in our own life. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is that kind of like, well, we talk about that level one energy. Like I've, I'm not in any control. I've got nothing uh, that it's got nothing to do with me almost, which is to- mm-hmm. totally unreal, especially when we're looking at a relationship because oh. it's got everything to do with you and everything to do with your partner. And then kind of how you combine things together. Oh, you've got it. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a bit of state of shock going, there's a little, there's, there might be a bit of uh, hopelessness or mm. a lack of engagement or, or a feeling of agency. 
So what would you do to try to kind of suss some things out with this person? Well, clearly this just hasn't happened today. There's something that's leading Uh up to this. So what is it that's, what's been going on? I would want to get kind of a real picture about kind of what's the current situation. How did you kind of get to this position? Because I genuinely don't think that somebody just wakes up one day and says, we're done. Um, you know, so I would want to explore that a little bit. I would want to explore the kind of, what does the future look like? Um, I'd want to explore the kind of, I guess, kind of, you know, there's always more than one option, but if we just said kind of, you know, the two kind of basic options is kind of, you know, am I staying or am I going kind of, Mm -hmm. and explore both of those. What, what would that mean in the future? What would that look like? How would you, how comfortable would you be? if either of those scenarios play it out. Ah, okay. All right. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. I think, um, we, like we talked about last time when somebody declares like, we're done, I'm over, I want a divorce, etc. It mm-hmm. can often be this sort of frantic bid to try to shake yeah. your partner. It's, it's not very, it's not well stated. It's not, uh, successful. It's sorry. It's not, um, uh, the communication strategy that we aim for, but it's often how that please notice that this is the last yeah. chance for us to work on this and please take yeah. this seriously. Yeah. Um, so that is what I'm hearing in this that yeah, the, because we talked about it, like oftentimes if you're done, 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 you get divorce papers served to you Yeah. often without any, without any conversation. Yeah. Um, so how can you help this person make sense of what they're hearing from their wife so i get well i guess one of the things is ask you know ask your wife the question that you're asking us mm-hmm. <laughs> like what and maybe not quite the way that you phrased it with us but because because if there is a chance then that could be kind of misconstrued i think the way that it was phrased but i think the question is kind of okay so i'm hearing that you this is the final store for you and you want a divorce mm-hmm. kind of how you know is there anything that can change Mm -hmm. in order for that not to happen ah or are you a hundred percent set in stone that that's Mm. the direction that you want to go in Mm -hmm. because that really gives the clarity at the minute there's not the clarity so whilst the words are saying one thing you know i also wonder is that are the actions something different and therefore it's not believable or is it just that they're in a state of shock i don't know Mm, um but what you need is in these types of situations or anytime when you're faced with a kind of change and a challenge and you feel kind of shocked and stuck and trapped by it is I need clarity I need information I need to I need some time to process that and I need to then work out what feels like the next natural step to take Mm, got it okay and and that's really difficult to achieve, isn't it? Because he's just so emotional. I would imagine that this person's quite emotional about this. Yeah, of course. Well, maybe they're not, you know, maybe they're thinking, actually, I've been kind of stuck in this place for such a long time now. I'm actually ready to kind of give up. And that oh. element of kind of, can I go and find somebody else that makes me happy is actually because I'm exhausted by it all. Mm-hmm. I do have to say that I have seen folks where just the conflict just becomes so much that uh it the conflict is so overwhelming that it just um 
Yeah, it makes people tired. But if I could, if if a question might be, if I could wave a magic wand mm. and the conflict goes away, do you think you might be able to find some energy to work on this? Yeah. If you didn't feel like a, if I may say it, like you can sometimes feel like a failure. Like mm. I've tried, but oh, all yeah. there is is conflict. I just, I don't want to feel like a failure anymore. It's really demoralizing, isn't it? You know, and you feel like what, you get those kind of questions spinning around and you had like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I make it work? Like, uh, yeah. why am I always to blame? Like, why mm-hmm. do I never feel like I'm getting it right? Like you have oh all gosh. of those kind of questions that spin around your head that then yeah. kind of just continue to make you feel really shitty about yourself. You've got it. And, and a lot of, yeah, I, I think there are not, I think, I know there's a lot of marriages that may end or relationships that end, not because they didn't love the person or didn't want to try. Yeah. yeah. But they just didn't want to feel like a failure anymore. And yeah, it was yeah. giving up. And, and that I'm going to say like, that's not a nice way to walk away from a relationship. Still, you know, people will look back on that former relationship and say, if I had a few more tools in my toolkit, I, we probably could have made a go of it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, if you're looking at how will I look back on how I showed up to that moment, that final mm. like pull up moment, like you're about to crash the plane and do you pull up on the whatever? I don't know. I'm a doctor. I can't steer planes, but <laughs> whatever that plane steering situation is. And did I show up and I did I try? And I think that's really important um, yeah. as I'm coaching somebody like this is how do you want to show up to this moment? Because this is probably the last, you know, neither good nor bad, but it's probably your last option to pull up. Yeah. Yeah. And how are you going to show up? Yeah. Yeah. So how would you, like, there's so many things in this, but how would you advise your client to show up or at least to kind of um, start off conversation or respond to conversation uh, with regards to like this big bomb that's been dropped in the lap? So it's trying to find a way to get on the right energy level. So mm-hmm. if we're in kind of some of those lower levels of energy where we feel helpless, hopeless, um, or even kind of that kind of frustrated level where we feel really angry and annoyed, the temptation is to kind of to lash out or to kind of withdraw. Um, you know, the, there can be that temptation to, to blame everybody else for what's happening and not we don't take responsibility when we're in some of those lower levels of energy. So I think my first point is, and, and kind of, I guess that, I feel like I often answer these types of questions in the same way. It's, um, you know, how do you bring kind of the right level of energy? How do you get into a space and a headspace where you feel less emotionally connected to it all, which feels feels like and seems like an impossibility, but Uh, it is possible. Yeah. How do I kind of really take stock and understand where I'm at and what I want for the future? Because Uh, if we can have some real kind of like, almost unemotional even though it is emotional kind of uh discussions you know that are about you know what do we want for the future is this mm-hmm. is this really it are we really ready to call time mm. um and it, again it's how do you get on the same team together the same mm. side to solve this this um this situation that you're in ah uh, because when thing. it's you versus me or yeah. vice versa then I always feel like I've got to kind of protect myself or mm-hmm. um, not, you know, I've got to present myself in the best light. Therefore, I won't necessarily own up to some of the things that maybe I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes that kind of owning up and that um, taking, 
responsibility for some of your flaws in the relationship mm. can really help the other person to then kind of see things in a different light. Totally. And I mean, we underestimate just how powerful we are. Um, we, a lot of us don't want to um, take the first step mm. and extend the olive branch because like, well, why would I have to? Why don't yeah. they do it? I'm yeah, sick yeah. of trying. Yeah. Um, but again, and if the question is like, well, if this is your last shot and it's neither good nor bad, but if this mm. is your last shot to save this relationship, if it's yeah. meant to be saved, how do you want to show up? And if it, yeah. if one of the things that would have really helped would be to show up with, I'm going to, to see still with, with what is within my ability to yeah. change or to affect, would you do it? Yeah. I think it's that, it's like that question, isn't it? So if you, if you do nothing and you accept this and you walk away in two months time, are you going to regret that decision or are you going to feel comfortable and you feel like you've made the right choice in that moment? Yeah. Yeah. And very often we, we kind of feel that regret, don't we? Because mm. very often we don't, we take the easier option, which isn't to confront some of these things. It is easier to walk away a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. In the short term. Yeah. And yeah, then you yeah. realize that uh, this will keep com- <laughs> this will keep happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gracious. Wow. Either way, we have some compassion for the listener because this isn't a nice space to be in. Anytime I'm feel out of control and, and like we have no um, power over our future, it feels terrifying. So mm-hmm. and yep. it's a very emotional time. Well, and I think our intervention here would be like, well, you do have power over your future. Mm-hmm. Um, things aren't, you know, the, there's a gentle redirection around like things just happen to me. I am at the mercy of other people's decisions. And when we're coaching with folks, it's like, well, and remember too, like a no decision is still a decision. Yeah. When you don't do anything, you're deciding to do yeah. something through yeah. your inaction. Yeah. So it's really important to be able to gosh, some of the most powerful coaching is when somebody comes back and said, you know, I am so glad that I'm starting to take responsibility for what my side of the house is, because Mm. without me taking responsibility for what I might be able to change or do differently, then I feel totally at the mercy of my partner. It's funny. We think that we love to be right. I love to be right. Uh, you're, well, you are right. <laughs> we know that. Uh-huh. Um, you know, but, but if I go around being like, I am right, they're wrong. Yeah. I was wronged. I was the angel. Then it leaves me no, th- but yet a relationship fell apart. And so does that mean that I actually had no agency in preventing that or making things go differently? So it is incredibly empowering to take a really stern look at yourself and say, what can yeah. you do? And there's yeah. gotta be something because it's never, totally this person's right wrong angels no. demons etc absolutely not yeah we're all contributing yeah so good luck to this yeah to this listener this is a hard space to be in but uh this is a call to showing up in a way that maybe they've never showed up before and they may surprise i they have everything within their gift to surprise mm. themselves at just how much power and agency they have yeah. in their hand yeah indeed all right well another week another podcast oh my gosh i tell you another sultry summer day and evening hopefully the um, you know because 
us Canadians, right? Like every moment of summer is just one step closer to another winter. So <laughs> I told you winter was banned from this podcast. <laughs> I know, but as a Canadian, I'm we're like, it's not around the talking corner. About it. It's around the corner. <laughs> I know, I know. We're not talking about it. But so let us live in the present. All we've got is now. And um, I always think like if I died today, man, it's a beautiful day to die. That sounds terrible. Maybe that's for the evening <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but let every moment be one where you're like, this could be my last. And if that is the case, then uh, that is amazing. All right. Pull up, Sarah. We can't, we can't end on death. <laughs> what are you doing to me? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Tell me about the flowers. Are you going out and having a beautiful evening amongst the flowers tonight? I will be going out and having a beautiful evening. I keep doing this thing. So every time we sit down and have dinner, um, I'll sit there and go, isn't the garden beautiful? <laughs> oh. So it's just become this this running oh, joke this now thing. where I kind of like, because I must have said it over and over again, because you know when you do something, you put kind of your heart and soul into something oh. and then you kind of see the fruits of your labor. And I think when, you know, something like a garden is quite, you know, you can get quite quick transformation with a bit of kind of pop of color or a bit of furniture or, I mean, I do like garden furniture, as you know. Um mm-hmm. So, but you can make a really kind of nice transformation that doesn't take too long and doesn't cost too much money. And they're the types of things that just bring me um, joy and happiness. So I oh. literally banged on about this every single day. Oh, lovely. So now it's become a bit of a standing joke where we'll sit down and have dinner and I'll go, God, it's looking good, don't it? <laughs> yes, sweet. So, Love it. Yeah. Love it. Limps into my world. Oh, house proud, garden proud, joy and passion in life in the small things like i'm Indeed. hell yes i'm i'm here for it oh me too me too it's all we got <laughs> oh it's all we got it's all, all right till next time till next time so that's it for another week of geordie lass and doc sass we hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover if you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time. <laughs>